This transmission is coming to you. This transmission is coming to you. This transmission is coming to you. Welcome to your deep dive for truth. Everyone out there is searching for the truth, but sometimes the truth hurts. It can have repercussions that are detrimental to the health and safety of you and your family. The first thing all truthers need to know is that the system will always try and discredit the information provider when said provider start informing the general population and get too close to the truth. Therefore, the Deep Dive for Truth team will be wearing their COVID masks to ensure we stay safe and anonymous while providing the opinions or facts that some of you may have never heard before. The desire for truth runs deep in all truthers. If you want to know more, join us on our Deep Dive content and support the Deep Dive for Truth team with your positive responses only. Any negative response is not appreciated. Red pill or blue pill? This choice is for real. Reality is here. Would you like to know more? Welcome to Deep Dive for Truth. Welcome to Deep Dive for Truth. This is Big T for Truth. There's a lot of stuff happening out there, people. Let's talk about some contacts. I'm getting some emails and messages. It's kind of interesting. Things you guys should know. I'm getting emails saying that they're getting the message. They're finding out... Uh, the information and they're listening. People are waking up, so that's awesome. That's great that they're on on uh, the Deep Dive for Truth info line, basically. We're just trying to get, get everything we can out there before they shut us down. Quick note, here's an email from Australia. It says, yes, you are correct. Many people here in Australia are crook with the flu COVID. I, may, I imagine crook means not doing well. Hospitals are beyond full. They are mostly vaccinated. My husband and I are not vaccinated and we look after ourselves. You can clearly see the vaccinated are constantly ill. We have 5G in most city areas. All I tell people, the Bible is one-third prophecy. 85% fulfilled already with 100% accuracy. Only biblical believing Christians will be raptured soon. The Antichrist who, who Prince Charles stated... In the economic forum, he will have billions at his disposal. This is one of those things that, <clears throat> you know, somebody's giving the message out there. It said, uh, Jesus is coming. Russia, Iran, and Turkey are aligned. God bless. Stay strong in Jesus. And that's, that's an important message for the species, for the children of God. And I look at everybody, no matter what your beliefs, I look at you all as my family. I hope you find Jesus in your heart. Uh, we also are getting some of the uh, information from mainstream. You know, what's uh, crazy is that mainstream isn't touching the Chinese banking system, which is running into trouble. It's just one of those things. So I would like to, at this point, let's go over what's kind of been decided on. There's, there's this message here that it's very important for you guys to hear. It's basically telling us where we're at, where the New World Order's at, and that they actually are concerned about their position, and for good reason, and that they did a little bit of uh, AI slash computer run-ups, and that's what this story's about. It's about the final end game and where we're at, and... Well, the, the New World Order is accelerating their agenda. One of the 
caveats that I do have some personal information uh, that I did get personally involved in was some information that had to do with stargates and looking glass and more specifically the 2012 problem with those projects the popular opinion of what's out there right now is that the project was shut down because there was a problem when we approached 2012. I've heard it described a number of ways, but to my knowledge, the problem is, is that the timelines converge on that point in time. And when you know enough about the Stargate projects and the Looking Glass project to know how string theory works and how the possibility of possibilities works and how making one choice over here doesn't necessarily mean that the other choice couldn't exist at the same time. But once you get your brain wrapped around this subject, you find out that at the end of 2012, in an easy way to put it, choices that we make become less and less consequential to the future. And eventually we're pushed into this bottleneck of time, no matter which choice we make. And that's important to the people that had access to Looking Glass because they would use Looking Glass knowing the choices that they would make and the future would pop up. The big mistake was coming up with the possibility of future. And when we started using a computer to say, well, if we make this choice, it's 79% possible that this scenario happens, and 23% possible or whatever, round numbers, that this scenario would happen. The understanding at the time was that was realistic. However, if you go down the road further and free will continues to exercise itself on this game, that 79% possibility sometimes changes very, very fast. But if you look at the situation in a point of time, it seems very realistic that that's the greatest possibility. What happened was people, very smart people, began to figure out that something big was coming up. Something that made it so all the possibilities of all the future scenarios of any choice, any possibility that was fed in and observed through the looking glass inherently ended up in the same future. And no decision, no possibility changed past a certain point. That's the big secret. All possible timelines lead to the same basic set of history in the future. That is what sends everybody that has all of the information, that knows everything, into a blind panic. The people that know everything about Looking Glass, that have gotten all the reports and all the information, the elites of the world, probably figured out that that was the end of the game. Nothing 
could be manipulated beyond that point. When I was in the military, it would have been before 97 when I got in trouble. One of my particular areas that I was amazingly intuitive about is problem solving slash mission planning or more specifically taking a bad mission and fixing it. Certainly knowing how string theory and possible futures works makes it so you can work your mind very quickly to see the reality of what's happening and decide what decisions need to be made to change it for a particular outcome. At a certain point after they're done hearing the computer tell them this is what's going to happen over and over and over and over again, all they become focused on is how do we fix it. What I do know is that I was called in and asked to solve this problem, this timeline contraction problem. And I eventually did my due diligence and did all the investigating and basically only had one piece of information and that was reinforcement. The computer's right. The timelines will contract down to some inevitable thing. There is an inevitable event. It's been forecast. It's been predicted. It's been fed to us in a slop trough of what they want us to believe will happen. They don't actually have control over what happens. They only have control over the reaction and it seems that no matter what they try to do to cause their desired reaction, it's going to have an opposite effect. Much, much easier for me to explain today what that process is as opposed to back then. If I had to give it a name, I would say it's the awakening process. It's an evolution of consciousness that cannot, will not, and no matter what decisions or possibilities are injected into the equation, eventually it all resolves down to us all learning the truth and becoming aware of this massive dam of lies that has been built that keep us from knowing massive volume of information that we should otherwise possess. Essentially what happened with Looking Glass, not only did they not want people to use it anymore because they knew it was just going to burp out the same thing, uh, but at the same time they didn't want anybody else to know what it was saying. I'm sure. That information was a monumental concern when I was in the military about how to prevent this inevitability. Now, at first, I thought it was end of the world. Now I see end of the world is end of their world. The biggest cherry on top of all this conversation um, would be a synopsis to say that if I could convince everybody out there that for all intents and purposes, what we believe to be true eventually becomes true. If somebody convinces us that a major disaster is going to happen in the very near future, a major disaster happens in the very near future. If we don't buy into that fear, and accept that there is really nothing that we know, know is going to happen, 
and accept of whatever happens, that makes the convergence of the timelines happen as naturally as possible. Any attempts to try to go away from this one inevitable conclusion, I again see as a new beginning, uh, an end of this reality, the beginning of something that we can't even possibly understand based on the level of our beliefs currently. But when all that information comes flooding out, there's going to be no denying what's true and what's a lie or what's illusion. Basically what we're experiencing right now is two master chess players sitting at the board. And one of them looks down at the board and sees that he's in checkmate in seven moves. And he looks across at his opponent and he knows that his opponent sees it too. So there's no getting out of it. So at this point, the loser can only prolong the game. Both players know the game is over. It's only a matter of time before he does this and then you're forced to do this and then he's forced to do this and eventually checkmate. We, as a race, if we could understand that the game is over, that based on the rules of the game, the bad guys have already lost, the good guys have already won, yes, there's moves left on the table, but those moves are being forced by the player that is going to win. Um, the only way that checkmate can't happen is if the player that's winning makes a mistake. But from all the information that I've gathered, all of the information that's been given, all of the information that's been vetted to me, it seems pretty obvious that the good guy player on the side of the chessboard knows exactly what has to be done to win the game. And so at this point, any mistake would be all but impossible. But again, you really have to understand the game to know that the guy that's losing is lost. And I'm sure most people sitting watching a chess match between two advanced chess players know the game's over long after the two players know it's over. Because they can't see the board and see that there's only seven moves left. So that was inspired. You got to look that up. This is something that uh, was I was talking about, you know, the good guys and the guys in the white hat and the things that are coming down and all everybody just waking up and finding out what's happening and getting the truth. The only problem is, is with them accelerating the agenda 30, to try to accelerate it to 50% of the population gone by uh, 2023. Think about that. That's next year. 50% of the population they want gone, and they say that they're on track for that. Kissinger was uh, made the statement that we'll have them lining up. We'll have them lining up for vaccinations. We'll do the job for them, and they'll get rich by us lining up doing it. The whole plan to get rich and get rid of us is already uh, in play. 
and they're pushing the whole more vaccines, vaccines for the youth, uh, babies. Um, it's crazy. It's just crazy because babies have natural immunity already, and the chances of them dying from COVID is almost zero. But just know that there's another one coming. The next plan is to go ahead and basically figure out weaknesses. Now, something interesting has been happening. The vaccinated people um, are getting sick. There's other things that have happening. You know, I've had family members that have gotten the shot and they've had myocarditis and they've never had myocarditis before. It's, it's, it's just sad that what's going on. But more importantly, the faculty of the vaccinated, one is they're having difficulty, even if they don't have uh, Guillain-Barre syndrome, it almost seems like they are having difficulty sometimes either remembering or communicating or um, missing out on things. It just seems like they're off. But the other thing I've noticed is that they've become a little bit more uh, short-tempered, aggressive, maybe even more secluded, like they don't want to deal with people. That's something that we got to pay attention to. Pay attention to the people around you that are vaccinated. Um, but the the next little thing that we have here is uh, basically stating that the vaccinated people shed. Hmm. Something that we've been saying uh, all along that just uh, some of the things that have happened over the years. We've been saying all along that, that there's a potential of shedding. But real quick, I just want to say this is this is. Basically, since the 1960s, these are the things that have been told to us as children. And you children out there, hopefully you're listening. Hopefully you'll hear this message. This is the stuff that we were told. And let's see if any of it's true. In the 1960s, they said oil will be gone in 10 years. In 1970s, another ice age will be in 10 years. In 1980s, Acid rain will destroy all crops in 10 years. In 1990s, the ozone layer will be destroyed in 10 years. In the 2000s, the ice caps will be gone in 10 years. So none of that has happened, but all resulted in more taxes and money going towards these things. And uh, just remember now, AOC, not a big fan, but she's trying to do her thing, and that's, I get it, I respect that, but not a big fan. But AOC says that said that in 12 years, the earth is going to be beyond saving and be destroyed by our uh, whatever we're doing to the climate. Well, I think it was like eight years ago. I'm not sure, nine years ago, maybe seven. Anyway, it'll be interesting because when the 12 years is up, I'm sure that the, the mainstream media is going to cover all that stuff. So, And I try not to follow that politics stuff, but it's when somebody's predicting those kind of predictions, I kind of got to listen and find out think about it like hey does the human race have enough power without using nuclear you know fusion with um, ultimate weapons do we have enough power to wipe out nature i don't know but anyway huh. shedding in england they're proving you got to hear this about shedding has been confirmed the jabbed or vaccinated are vaccinating the unjabbed I do believe in giving family members hugs. I love them. But don't stay within their distance too long. I understand the six feet thing and for the um, COVID. 
But you guys got to understand something. They're changing the people within. They're using something that has uh, nanotechnology. It has a DNA, RNA changing ability. And the one doctor there that had the vaccines under microscopes had actually living, actually showed living microorganisms, crazy stuff that looked like something from the Alien movie or uh, that movie Life. If you ever see that movie Life, that's, uh, that's what it kind of looks like, but a smaller version. Let's take a listen. Well, there's no longer any doubt. The jabbed are spreading this poison to the unjabbed. Self-spreading bioweapons are inescapable, according to one of my guests today. I'm going to be bringing you a meeting with UK physician and scientist, Dr. Philippe Van Welbergen, one of the original experts to find damage to the blood from the bioweapon shots in his own patients when standard diagnostic tests failed to show any abnormalities. Now, Dr. Philippe reports on a very new finding that the unjabbed are full of graphene and self-assembling nanoparticles in their blood. The manifestation of shedding from those who took these dangerous bioweapon shots for the fake COVID-19 scam. And in the last segment, I'm bringing you an organic farmer, herbologist, and raw food expert, all in one person, to show us how we can reduce the ravages of inflammation from these attacks. This is the Dr. Jane Ruby Show, and you're about to enter Truth in Medicine. Well, Dr. Philippe Van Welbergen has been at the tip of the spear of the physical damage from the COVID-19 bioweapon shots from day one. He's a distinguished physician in the UK, and he's demonstrated countless evidence in microscopy documenting the damage to the blood of the jabbed. Now he says he has startling new evidence that those of us who have not taken this shot uh, are suffering. Our blood shows it, and we see graphene, self-assembling nanoparticles, blood clotting, and millions of red blood cells no longer functioning. Are we in as much danger as those who took this toxic poison shot? Well, I asked Dr. Philippe to join me and help us answer that question, and he's here today. Dr. Philippe, great to see you again. And you, and, and you Dr. Jane. Yeah, it's been a long time. It's been a long time. You're looking well, thank God. Doing great. Thank you. Uh, Dr. Philippe, I, I want to start by, um, first of all, talking about the issue of shedding. You're an expert. You've been working and looking at the blood for a long time. Can we talk a little bit about where this idea came from? We, it came from Pfizer, but let's talk about uh, how that started. Yes. Um... I'm a, I'm a specialist in, in biomedicine, and we deal with chronic cases. Uh, I have postgrad work in, in women's health, in pharmacology, biopharmacology, advanced pain management, um, and also in aesthetic medicine. Um, and we get a variety of patients coming through. We know our patients, and some of the developments were very much out of character. Um, it, it didn't make sense in terms of the history of those patients. Uh, and one of the tests that we run uh, routinely as a diagnostic support tool is red blood cell morphology. It means that um, certain conditions 
can change the shape of a perfectly good red blood cell from a, a lovely little donut with a dimple to very strange shapes, and it is still that same red blood cell. So that change cell is the smoke as where there is fire, there is a smoke. The condition is the fire, the change cell is the smoke. The change cell does not cause the condition, it is the result of one. Right, understood, understood. Now, you, you, you started looking at the, the blood changes in the jabbed, and, and you, yeah. you got a lot of that evidence. Uh, before we t You're starting to see it in the unjabbed, but before we get to that, I want to talk about this document very briefly uh, that you have, many of us have. It's in Pfizer's own documents, originally leaked, now out there in the public domain, and the two, they established themselves that the two main ways of transferring these injections, whatever the hell is in them, to another person who's not injected were inhalation and skin-to-skin -skin contact. Is that right? It is. And um, this is where the morphology came in because we didn't know what we were looking at. We, we saw we don't stain these slides. They are... Okay. Um, Smears, they're pure blood smears as is. They don't leave our practice. They travel from where I harvest blood straight to the microscope. We have a look and record what we see. They're unstained. They're not intervened with in any way at all. And I started picking up very unusual, tiny, minuscule structures that I had never seen before. In, in, actually, the, like, in the unjabbed, correct? No, no. At that point, we actually had no next... Dr. Philippe, always a challenge when we are live with someone overseas. Dr. Philippe, are you back? Yes, I am. Yes. Always a, we missed you for about 10 seconds. Always a challenge when we're doing, you know, live work, uh, you know, from, from over, over the ocean. Um, I want to, I want to jump to the unjab. We, you've, you're well established in finding all kinds of abnormalities and damage to the beautiful red blood cells in the jab. We all know that. You know, we have limited time with you today. We're going to do this, by the way, in two parts. I want people to know you're, you're going to want to see the second segment because Dr. Philippe has so much to show us. And I want to start with picture one because what you're talking about here in the unjabbed, Dr. Philippe, what you started to notice, uh, your unjabbed patients were coming in not feeling well and so you looked at their blood. And picture is picture one uh, what you started to see? Um, yes. The unjabbed actually go right back. We, we uh, picked that up quite a while ago. And that fitted the Pfizer document profile like a glove because one male patient came to us with, with uh, a neurasthenia, with fatigue. He was not jabbed. He didn't leave his home because there was work from home. His wife was jabbed. She left home, came back, and he presented with very similar cells to what we see in jabbed patients. Wow. And I wondered how the hell did that work? And that so, was my first indication that there was a leak somewhere, a uh, shedding. Okay, and so in this picture one, and actually picture two is very similar, but picture one, there, there are only one or two red blood cells that look like round donuts. The other ones have these sort of spiky changes. Uh, they're not perfectly round. What is that? Well, the the the, um, the first blood cell, the first slide, gives you an assembly of a reduced graphene oxide, 
but what you see is a phenomenon that we see in jabbed and in unjabbed patients mm. where the polarity actually pushes back the blood cells and uh, creates a space. It also creates something which is called um, hypochromia, which is a discoloration of, mm. the, uh, of, the, of the red blood cell, the hemoglobin is stripped up. So they become essentially useless. And in the lower half of that first slide, you see microclotting. Yes. That is also something that we, we check in patients with a D-dimer test. And um, even in asymptomatic patients, we see an elevated D-dimer. Yes. Um, so uh, we yes. run that routinely as well. Now, in I... that second slide, you, you see a... Um, development in that the, the cells that should be donut shaped I'm, I'm yes your public your broader public they should be like a donut with a dimple in it yes beautifully these things are uh, quadrangles they're octagonal hexagonal what what has what has happened to those red blood cells that are all octa octagonal and uh, all messed up like that what are they doing They've actually been they've been damaged by uh, the the spike protein, um, mm. and they cannot be restored. You can't you can't repair red blood cells. So these things are basically lost to us. They're um, lost for 120 days, right? We make new red blood cells every 120 days. Wow! So you better have a lot. Okay, Doctor Felice. That is the other problem. They're not going to actually move through the, the microcirculatory system because they've lost their shape. They're going to bunch together and, and, and block things. And in there, you see a shape of a, um, a reduced graphene oxide structure. It has a cell wall around it, a wall around it, which is densely black. So that is a and accumulation of layers. We are in picture two, right? With that, that circular and, thing at the top. Okay. What is that, Dr. Philippe? That is reduced graphene oxide, which has organized itself. The paler gray in the middle of it um, reflects fewer layers because the more layers are stacked on top of one another, the blacker, the darker it gets, and that's what you see in that wall. Well, but what, what this demonstrates is something very interesting. Inside it, you see also, again, tubular structures, which is re reduced graphene oxide. And the furthest one to your right has two heads on it. And that is a very recent development. To the left, you see one which has only one head on it. But the critical bit is that it will open up its cell walls, if you will, as a gate. It will, and it will only let in similar structures, similar cells from reduced graphene oxide. It will not allow anything else in. So it's a very oh intelligent uh, structure. Oh my God. And so it is, it, is this how it self-assembles and makes itself bigger? Yes, it attracts, um, it, it attracts uh, wandering bits of graphene, reduced graphene oxide. They can be little fragments. Um, it attracts it to itself. Then that cell wall will open and let it in, it will absorb it and close behind it. And then you start finding these structures inside it. And then eventually these morph into an entirely different structure, which can be as, as, as large as 10 full microscope fields. 
Dr. Philippe, I, I have a question, uh, but I want to go to picture four first. This is a picture of clumped blood cells, and then there's a, I believe it's blood a three-sided graphene with the, uh, the luminescent gold tubes inside of it. Picture four. Yes. Tell me I'm about what is this? This is the, the effect that... Um, Graphene oxide in, in its in, in statin on Cindy in its original phase has on certain patients where it creates these these uh, for the, the microthrombus structures. And um, that is completely damaged blood. It is it is not going to serve any purpose. It can't actually service um, organs or systems. It is actually lost to us. And this is the stuff that if it um, coagulates ever further starts being responsible for uh, um, uh, uh, thrombosis. And that is wow. what you see in action. What you see around it is um, deformed red blood cells. And um, uh, some of those um, are uh, in, in slide three. You have a, you asked me about these funny looking things with little bubbles on them. Yes. They are B-U-R-R, birth cells. Um, there we have also teardrop-sized um, cells. Now, what we saw is what you find on these two slides and further. Three and four, uh, yes, yes. Yeah, the collection of cells of, of morphed red blood cells, and every single one of them is associated or can be associated with anemia, different types of anemia. Okay, now, let, me, let me stop you there. As a physician... Mm -hmm. When you saw this in the blood of these people, the graphene, the graphene ball that's taking in only more graphene, what is the clinical picture? What does this patient look like? What are they complaining? Are they, is their coloring off? Do they say they can barely go upstairs? What are they telling you and showing you clinically? Um, the, the, the profile um, is, is varied. If I start off with my youngest patients, and I'm... I'm talking now about non-vaccinated patients. Yes, all non-vaccinated, yes. Non-vaccinated. What we get are uh, our youngest patients um, is have, have basically gastrointestinal complaints, um, and that is also associated with some of these morphed cells. Um, it can be related to ulcers, to bleeding ulcers, and even forms of cancer. Um, and... Just out of curiosity, I did a, a blood smear, picked this up, and she did not have a single normal blood cell there. The whole slide, the, the whole field was covered with her cells. It was not a normal side, a slide there. She complained of fatigue. Uh, there were issues with, um, no doubt. with complaints. Then we move up. We had patients of 7, 8, and 10 years old. Um, you moved, wait, wait, you moved up? You moved up from what age? From four years old to seven and then eight to ten years old. Oh, my God. And, um, had parents who were not vaccinated, as did the little girl, the, the little four-year-old. Neither parent vaccinated, very okay. health-conscious people. Okay, and wow. 
the seven and eight year olds um, have paresthesia mm -hmm. um, and uh, pins and needles in fingers. That, that, so those were uh, neurological complaints. Um, they were they had one sided paralysis as well. Now these were kids who were very athletic and no. high performers at schools and and socially very active so, as well. So Dr. Philippe, because we really are blowing through the time with you, it's terrible. Um, how are these kids and the and they're getting shed? This is from shedding. Are they getting yeah. it at school from their uh, friends who are jabbed and the teachers? We believe that it could be uh, uh, the teacher who was involved because that was mandatory here. Um, okay. we, um, in the case of the little girl, there is an added question mark behind a 5G mask, which was erected outside the little playgroup. And that thing is actually functioning. Um, so we, we don't know if there is a nexus. It is a question. But it, okay, it Dr. Philippe, let me ask you this. Uh, I want to go back to the round, you know, the round circle that that, that yes. circle that was taking in all the graphene it's very intelligent and selective and then i want you to also you know the jump to picture six which is uh, a bunch of blood clot on the left with this uh, uh structure in the middle that is just like looks like cloth um it it's picture six it's numbered six uh but again the whole lower left is a clot i heard you say that on your mm -hmm. other interview and this piece is just in the middle. It's graphene and some graphene pieces. Here's my question, Dr. Philippe, for you, because we have about a minute and a half left in this segment, if you can believe it. Um, yeah. I don't know if you're familiar with uh, the embalmer Richard Hirschman and several embalmers that have come forward since Mr. Hirschman, including uh, the UK uh, embalmer, funeral director, John O'Looney now is coming out with it. We asked him back in the beginning of the year. He didn't want to get involved because he said his embalmers were scared. Now he's coming out. Good for him. But Mr. Richard Hirschman first came out. He's finding these fibrous clots. Mike Adams, who uh, is the founder of Brighton TV and Natural Health, okay, the health ranger, has, did some incredible microscopy. He's in the process of doing chemical analyses. He's ruled out some things, Dr. Philippe, and I want to give you this. It's not a protein. He doesn't have it done yet. So we don't know what it is. We know what it's not. So let me run this by you. It's not protein, he said. It's by his tests. It's not fibrin. It's not amyloid. It's not platelets. Do you think there could be a connection between what you saw, this graphene piece intelligently building itself by pulling in more graphene and these fibrous, non-organic, they're not life forms, but they are multiplying. We have seen one uh, one type of structure, um, and we've seen it in, in two different patients, and that was all we've seen, where it became quite sizable, and it actually pulsed. This thing was moving. Ooh. Do you, you'll have to come back and bring that video. Uh, unfortunately, we only have pictures of it, not a video, because we never expected it. We've only seen it twice. But um, what we see is that this fibrous story, um, and we see fibrin alongside these structures, and that also helps, of course, raise blood pressure issues, which is what they present with, what patients present with. Um, but what, what these 
have shown, I have not seen. Um, I have not removed. Uh, I know you haven't seen it, but my question is, do you think there's a connection with these graphene systems multiplying before your eyes under the microscope and what these embalmers are pulling out because they're not organic material. It's not a protein. I cannot think of any other cause. It's interesting, isn't it? Okay. Dr. Philippe, you're, you know, this is incredible. It's uh, very frightening. We haven't even gotten through all of the pictures, uh, but we're going to have you over. Thank you for your generosity in a second segment. That is so the Dr. Jane Burry show. You can find her online and uh, hear the rest of that. But what basically the doctors are saying, what we already knew, what we've been telling you, what to do. That's the question. What do you all do? I think you should be very mindful, be very careful. Just remember, our blood does refresh itself. Just do the best you can. Wow. Basically, the doctors are coming out saying that this nanotechnology, this shedding, and this bioweapon is still continuing on. So keep your distance. No skin-to-skin contact. Don't get too close to breathing in. Stay unvaxxed. Stay human. Do the best you can to keep clear of everybody. That's all I can say. And uh, hopefully you don't get the blood clots and the issues. But it sounds to me like if they're planning on 2023 losing 50%, the population at 3.5 billion then they know what's coming that they know that this thing's working and that it's causing blood clots and that people are just going to start dying off so that they're already they're already in position for this war the quiet war and they're using their silent weapons and what's crazy is is they came out and told everybody you know kissinger's own words you'll be lining up for it and they'll get rich off it all true all right well I'm glad I got this one out to you. I'm glad I'm hearing messages and emails from everybody from all over the world. It's great. Throw me a cup of coffee. Uh, the Deep Dive for Truth team, give them some cups of coffee. Let me know in your emails what you think of the podcast. Let me know if you like to hear other people have conversations with me or if you want me to keep doing this where I'm pulling out relevant information as to what's happening. Uh, but, you know, hey, God, family, country. Those are things we believe in. You're a human being, part of the species, not part of the system, not an alien. You're part of my family. God bless you all, and stay safe. Peace. The Deep Dive for Truth team is about digging for the truth. The truth about topics that may or may not be based in reality, but based in the control and manipulation and misguidings of our species by the system. The system that is not for the human species, but for the entitled ones of the human race. If we are going to make a change, we need to do this collectively, using the system against them. Knowledge, resources, species building. We will not be controlled by any government, media, or status group. We will be for you, the human race. We will need your support to tackle this endeavor. We will do this with or without you. But the only way to challenge the system is with everyone's support. There will be connecting topics to show the thread of truth from beginning to the end. Throughout our series, we will be having some fun, hoping that the system may not notice us at all, mainly AI. Hidden in the information, we will remove the blindfold obstructing the truth. That truth will be unveiled to those who really want to know everything about the removal of 
90% of the human race. Binary code messages play on words within the jokes, the jests, and the possibilities were proposed. Again, this is fiction. The system is watching. You will be informed as to who, what, where, and why the world is the way it is. You'll find out where we are heading and the possibilities of hope and change for our species. The nature of our existence is to gain knowledge. When you follow us to the end, you will become an ambassador of truth. You will be able to spread a warning to our kind. You will be able to spread a message of hope, life, and a future for our species. If you want to follow someone who has been digging deep dives for 35 years and has threaded the needle of truth and who has put the big picture together, then this is for you. Remember, you may not always like what you see, but you will be able to see and sense what is the truth around you. It is time for the Great Awakening.